This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of every best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making Veritas possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, USB drives, t-shirts, and more. To get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Tonight's special guest is already a veteran of this show. He discusses very sensitive topics. And as I say, sometimes the truth hurts because ego and belief systems get in the way. Tonight's special guest is Santos Bonacci, right now on Veritas. For over 30 years, Santos Bonacci has been researching the ancient works, compiling and translating them into more accessible terms in his study of astrotheology. This knowledge is the basis and origin for all of our myths, legends, fairy tales, nursery rhymes, and folklore. It is also the pure science developed by the very enlightened, wise, and ancient priesthood that gives us the holy books of all religions. His language was heavily veiled in allegory and symbolism, 
and much of it was deliberately done to keep the higher truths from the masses. And directly for Melbourne, Australia, and by the way, if you want to check more of uh, Santos Bonacci's work, go to his website at universaltruthschool.com. And directly for Melbourne, Australia, I'm happy to bring my friend back to Veritas after, I believe, at one or two years. Welcome back, Santos Bonacci. How are you? Oh, so good, Mel, and thank you for the really warm introduction. Really appreciate that. I feel really nice and warm now, um, and uh, great to be back. Great, excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have you back, and I keep following your work all the time. You and I were talking offline, and uh, you mentioned that you've done hundreds and hundreds of sh shows, and you never repeat your stuff, and I, and I have to agree. Every time I listen to you, and you you and I also appear on, on our friends, uh, Danny Romero's American Freedom uh, Radio, it's always something new. How do you keep yourself always fresh when it comes to information? Yeah, well... Um I'm studying uh, probably about 10 hours a day, um, apart from answering emails and, and on Facebook and, and answering every single inquiry that comes to me. None of them slip. So I'm busy there, but I'm also busy. Uh, I've got my books. Right now I'm reading a book uh, that was written 100 years ago, Key to the Bible and Heaven. And it's important that I read what other writers have written on astrology, astrotheology, uh, even science like um, the uh, Walter Russell stuff dealing mm. with the science of light and all of that stuff. I'm always reading, Mel, always. And I love it. I don't, it's not a chore. I don't do it because, oh, God, I've got to get ready for some presentation. In fact, you know, I do not have a note in front of me today. I'm just going to talk heart to heart with you. I never have notes. And what I did say before we got online about um, <clears throat> keeping the shows fresh, I always have little snippets of new stuff on every single show. And you can prove that by clicking on anyone, as you've done, <laughs> and uh, and see that there's always uh, <clears throat> something new to this beautiful science. We are growing in consciousness uh, exponentially so fast now that uh, we need it anyway. We need this new and great higher information. What's new on your plate? What, what's on the, in the headlines for you? Um, for me, every day... Uh, the science of light is revealing itself in a better way. Um, I'd love to spend probably five or ten minutes speaking about some of the new stuff and I'll field any of the questions you've got, uh, but I've got some newies too today and some beautiful little insights. Sure, please go. Yeah, well, <clears throat> we... Uh, we often hear the term Stairway to Heaven. Uh, Led Zeppelin spoke about it, one of my favourite songs, actually, Stairway to Heaven. And if you, if you go into the lyrics, Google the, the, the uh, lyrics for Stairway to Heaven, you'll find that it's, um, it's pure alchemy. <laughs> it's just talking about how we can ascend. Now, there's a lot of talk about ascension too, so we'll tie the two subjects together. Ascension, obviously, you, send, you ascend up a ladder and then you can descend down the ladder. But ascension is the uh, buzzword kicking around. <clears throat> what does it mean? Well, as I've shown in my presentations, the uh, distance uh, between heaven and hell is basically your, the distance between your, the bottom of your spinal cord and the top of the spinal cord and uh, the three brains that are inside the head, i.e. the uh, cerebrum, 
the cerebellum, which is underneath the cerebrum, behind the neck. It's about the size of a fist. In fact, it looks like a fist or a heart. The Greeks, in their theology, call it cardia. That's the heart. Um, in in philosophy, <laughs> not in uh, not in medical talk. <clears throat> so, because we know the heart is that little what we call a pump, <laughs> but. Nonetheless, all of that, that is heaven. In fact, that's why the word head is shortened from the word, from two words, heaven, which is shortened from heaved up, because we are vertical. <clears throat> animals, most animals are, are horizontal, and their eyes are pointing to the ground, not to the stars. The reason for this is to be found in the seven chakra system of the human being. When you, when you Google some images uh, on chakras and you look at the colors and compare them with the colors of the rainbow, you'll find that they are exactly the same. And this band with this spectrum, uh, or this small part of the spectrum, which I believe is probably one, one billionth <laughs> of the whole spectrum of rays out there in the universe, one, one billionth or one millionth, uh, it doesn't really matter, really. <laughs> you can check the figures. I, I don't bother because I know it's a ridiculous amount. The, the little, that little rainbow uh, uh, breadth that we see of the whole spectrum. Uh, that is called Lucifer because it's, it tells you, Lucy, light, fur, to carry. That's the carrier of light. It, it, it goes straight through your body. Okay? Now, so just... Just sort of paint in your mind a rainbow that is the height of your body and the indigo and uh, the violet and indigo uh, are in the head. Well, they are. That's where the chakras are. And then the throat chakra is blue in your, in your throat and then the heart chakra is green. You'll remember this if you've done your studies, if you've meditated or if you've studied Eastern or even Western. Uh, philosophy um, and then below the heart chakra is the yellow solar plexus then the orange uh, uh, sacred plexus and then the uh, base chakra uh, is red it's red now that's the stairway to heaven my friend <laughs> and uh, how do you know that well you know that by examining the colors you see in philosophy, they call the middle chakra the green one. They call that the uh, Midgard or middle garden. You see, that in philosophy is earth. It's the middle. Below is hell. That's red. That's why the bottom chakra, which in uh, Jewish philosophy is called Sodom, right between the uh, uh, anal aperture and the... Um, generative system that's the bottom chakra right there Sodom um, <clears throat> and it's red and that is hell green is earth and indigo up there and violet those that is heaven okay that's the color of heaven below that is blue for the sky and we stand on the green grass my brother on the heart that's where we stand and then we look up to the sky, the throat chakra, that's blue. That's telling you that mankind is either a beast of the grass, of the field, of the earth, in a body, 
or he is of the blue sky of Uranos, of heaven, and he's spiritual, and he recognizes and acknowledges that he's from up there, more so than from down here, because bodies come and go, but the spirit and the soul is always the same. In other words, uh, Mel, what I'm saying is uh, your soul and your spirit originate in the same place as mine do. It's the same source. Uh, but the body you have now is not the body that your spirit has always taken in its many forms. So when you're standing on the ground as a beast, you're acknowledging the body that you have. But you're looking up to the blue sky because, well, you can contemplate the heavens, you see. You contemplate the seven stars of the solar system or the seven wanderers, the seven Elohim, the cosmocrators, the potters of Memphis, whatever you want to call them, it's always those seven, the seven days of the week, the seven notes of the musical scale, the seven colours of the rainbow, Snow White and the seven dwarfs, in theology, in nursery rhymes, it's all there. And so this ladder is sevenfold, there's seven heavens, and the seventh heaven is where we reach uh, to uh, release ourselves, we ascend to that heaven, um, see, if we go back down to the lower chakras, have a look at the lower chakras, okay? They're yellow, orange, and red. Red is one of the um, lowest frequency fear-related uh, frequency there is. The indigo upstairs, that's the highest. And, and so when you go down there, you go down to hell in theology. You go down to hell because there's no real place as hell. It's not a physical place it's a condition <laughs> and most of mankind are experiencing this condition they are in hell although they have their feet on the green earth they have chakras yes everybody's got these chakras and synesthetic people can actually see them uh, psychic what we call psychic people synesthetic people that's the scientific term um, <clears throat> Or you can get uh, scientific machines to pick up the colors of the chakras. What the chakras are, they are seven brains, like they are seven uh, subconscious uh, sub-brains of the uh, cerebrospinal system. Really, there are four brains, okay? I've mentioned the two, the cerebrum and the cerebellum. The medulla oblongata is also a brain which uh, controls the uh, involuntary functions like breathing and heart pumping, etc. Then the solar plexus is also known as a brain. Those four are the brain centers. The higher brain is the cerebrum. In theology, that's Sarah Abram. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, the children of Israel. Right. Uh, yeah, the cerebrum. In fact, ceres, the, the word cerebrum comes from two words. Ceres, which means wax or the goddess of cereals. And the wax that she produces is the wax that comes from the claustrum in the cerebrum. We'll come back to that because that oil is also called chrism, it's called Christ, it's called um, manna from heaven. It's actually the oil that builds the whole body, the corpuscles of the body. So we're going to get back to that because the claustrum is also called the Santa or holy 
claustrum. And uh, you and I, uh, having a background in, in the Latin languages, yours is Spanish and mine Italian, we know that Santa means holy. So Santa Claus, claustrum, where this beautiful fluid comes from and flows down the spinal cord, and then from there it must return, because when it ascends the spinal cord and returns back up the medulla oblongata and gets crucified um, at, the, uh, <clears throat> at the crossing of the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve is the teller. <laughs> when the oil ascends after um, due diligence and good uh, uh, practices of the individual, it crosses that, um, the vagus nerve, that's the crucifixion. And what happens is the oil now in the pineal gland produces a new fluid which is called the blood of the Christ which saves because what actually happens biochemically is that um, it produces a new higher vibrating fluid, the pineal gland that is, and we reactivate all the dormant brain cells, the billions of dormant brain cells in the cerebrum, both left and right hemisphere. And this is what uh, the higher consciousness, the Christ consciousness is all about. All the gurus, all the avatars and the rishis and the Christs and the Buddhas, uh, great, great ascended masters, because ascension happens in the body. You've been given a vessel to ascend in. Um, most church types, they're waiting to ascend when Christ return and returns and raptures them. That, I'm afraid, is never going to happen. <laughs> that's vicarious salvation, and that stuff does not happen, not even in your fantasies. But um, that's what uh, <clears throat> deluded types are, um, are waiting for. The ascension is something done by the Christ within, that beautiful fluid that I spoke about. That's the Christ. That's the Christ within, and we all have the responsibility to ascend that fluid. Um, in, in theology, that's actually called um, tithing, you know, returning 10% of the oh, fluid. 10% as the 10% that people give their churches, for example? Yeah, re you return that, yeah, exactly, <laughs> to the Lord, because the Lord is up in heaven. You see, <clears throat> remember that stairway to heaven, and it'll probably be handy if you can visualize if you can dissect that ladder, that vertical ladder, um, imagine the human being as Leonardo da Vinci depicted it as the v Vitruvian man there. Imagine the human being and just draw that ladder straight through the center of the body because that's where the toroidal um, Merkaba energy is traveling. And that, that is the stairway to heaven. That is it. It's in every one of us. And it has those seven colors, and the middle is green. Of course it's green. The mid-garden, the mid-guard is the green earth. And then the blue skies is where we are looking up to. And when we ascend through the throat chakra, it's just, it's basically, how do you know when you ascend through the throat chakra? Well, it's easy. Um, <clears throat> you... You now, rather than, rather than being a human animal, you, what 
is called in, in hermetic uh, philosophy, you become a human being. You now ascend into the higher mind. You've gone through that, that gate. You've gone through the medulla oblongata, you see. You've brought the oil up and it's a state of consciousness. That's all it is. See, there are two conscious states out there of human beings, basically. There's the goy. <laughs> like the goyim? That's right. Yeah. And they are like animals. Um, they are considered to be animals. This is why in the Jewish system there's so much hatred for the Talmudic system and, and the, the system that's in the Torah, but people misunderstand it. It's, we all, it's not about Jews are not a race. It's not a race. Um, it's about a conscious condition. Um, that's why they say we come from, from the mineral to the plant to the animal to the, the human or to the, the man, to the Jew, back to God. This is not offensive talk. This is poetry. And, and we all become Jews or Druids. In, in the West, we call that a Druid, uh, you know, or, uh, or a high learned, a high conscious being, someone who is loving. You know, Mel, put it this way. How, how do you know when you're loving? Well, well, would you do some of the things that other people are doing? For instance, would you don a uniform and, and join Halliburton and go to Iraq and, you know, do some practice shooting there? No. You'd never do that. This is why in the 60s um, there was a movement against the war in Vietnam because the, uh, the beautiful consciousness was awakening back then and individuals were seeing that this is, this is kind of strange. People like John Lennon were speaking against this. This is strange. We used to sort of understand war at one time in our history. We thought it was honourable and we did it and we practised it. And, uh, but now our eyes are um, they're opening to a new reality about war. It's, it's, just, it's just people losing lives, really, over corporate issues, corporate agendas. Uh, Halliburton wants some more oil because it's profitable uh, and they don't like free energy so they, they kill people who uh, produce it um, and so they go out and send a bunch of boys out there to kill three million civilians. And so, <clears throat> and so we have opened our eyes now and we, we see that these things no longer serve us, at least you and I, at least you and I and we know the listeners, we know the listeners of what calibre they are, that they've gone through that little, that little portal in the throat chakra, they're, they're, they're looking upward toward that blue sky, Uranos, because they know that salvation is from that direction and they have lived below the earth in the yellow, orange and red chakras. You see, you dissect that horizontal um, human being right through the heart chakra, you put, you put the plane of the earth, the horizon goes there. The horizon that you're standing on is in the heart, in the Midgard. And, and all of us have lived down there in hell. It was a condition. It was not a place. And uh, my friend Mel, that's the true theology put in very, very few succinct words, in a nutshell, so to speak. We can elaborate on that in, in, from any tangent you'd like. But this is the art of divination. Look at the word divination. Um, I'm a diviner. And 
when you take the final R of the word divine, a diviner, you will find that there is the word divine. And I, uh, I want to dissect a little bit, not, not even a tangent, but I, I have to say that Stairway to Heaven is one of my favorite songs. Let Zeppelin be one of my favorite uh, classical rock groups. But it's interesting how Robert Plant, all of a sudden, when he, he said this in 1970, that he, his hand, almost like a remote viewer, he was listening to, to uh, Jimmy Page play the guitar, and his hand almost started writing on its own. And it makes you wonder if it's true or if he was given the lyrics by somebody else, you know, as we're being told that a lot of groups from, from you know, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, and many of the others had some uh, occult influences with them. Uh, but that's one thing. Second, I wanted to let you know that a, a few days ago, somebody sent me a, uh, a news headline on eating your fruits and vegetables. The ch- It's called the Chakra Diet or the chakra rainbow diet, that depending on the color of the fruit or the vegetable, it would affect your chakra. Uh, for example, if you eat greens, that would affect your heart. If you eat purple, it would affect uh, you know the respective areas. Do you lend credence to that? Oh, absolutely. Everything. It's, that's, the, that's the key to understanding everything. Everything. Those are the keys. Um, that is the keys. That theology that I just expressed, that was theology. That's the true theology. You eat in harmony with this science. You live in harmony with this science. The Egyptians in a much more conscious age thousands of years ago taught only this science. Even the Romans, even the Greeks, they taught this science. The science of the seven and the science of the twelve. The twelve is uh, I've probably done this on the other interview we did, Mel, but I'll just um, go over this. The 12 is Aries at the head, Taurus at the bottom of the head in the cerebellum. Gemini are the two arms, Cancer is the chest, Leo is the heart, Virgo is the belly, Libra are the kidneys, Scorpio is the generative system, the hips is the hippo Sagittarius, hint, hint. The knees, the knee caps would be Capricorn, the goat, um, Aquarius are the shins, and Pisces are the piedi in Latin, the feet. The two fish are the two feet. And you will notice if you are very intelligent all of the correspondences. For instance, hello, Gemini, the two arms. Yeah, they do look pretty similar, don't they? (laughs) Pollux and Castor. And isn't it strange that astrology teaches you that Gemini is the two arms and the two lungs that breathe and Gemini is a mutable air sign. The reason I'm, I'm doing this is I'm just showing you how this is pure science. It's up to us to open our eyes and uh, see this science of light and be true divine errs. <laughs> and uh, going back to the first question about um, Stairway to Heaven, um, <clears throat> yes, this uh, automatic writing is pure science because Robert Plant, Robert Plant's hand um, was being directed by the art of divination by none other than his higher self because there is only one in this universe anyway. It's a universe. And what's a verse? A verse is a, a song last time I checked. So in this one song, 
that we are vibrating in, there is only one consciousness. So who wrote Stairway to Heaven? The one universal consciousness, ultimately. So, uh, you know, that answers the question <laughs> um, in, in the uh, philosophical and theological way. Um, for people who believe in um, separation and um, who believe in personalities rather than the individuality, the higher individual, um, they can't understand this, these things. I'll, I'll probably sound like a crazy man to them. It's, uh, they'll have a giggle. Um, you know, and they'll have a smug little smile and off they go and do their, um, you know, their yuppie thing, uh, you know, <clears throat> commerce and all of those um, distractions until they come back to the fact that they have to learn that it's only a universe and it's the one song. And what is that song? Well, this comes back to reality again, um, Mel. The universe... <clears throat> expresses itself as a universe and as a plane of duality. And that's it. And that's where most of the confusion lies because most people live on the plane of duality and believe in uh, good and evil uh, and all of those polarities. Whereas the philosopher is now in the higher mind where unity is. Now, now, to, to get there, it takes endurance, perseverance, uh, arduous uh, concentration and contemplation, honour, dignity. It requires um, time and, and labour and effort and due diligence. This is not uh, something, you know, pa a pastime. It's not a fleeting thing. It's something that one devotes their life to. It's the higher path. It's the calling. It's the way. It's, it's the, the um, return to the hero stage, that blue throat chakra stage. I, th I think of the number seven that you talk about in ever since I was a child. I always had a fascination for that number. I always wanted that number. But seven chakras, seven colors of the spectrum, seven musical notes. I'm not a musician. You are, but we call it an octave. But the first octave is also the the uh, first one of the first seven. Why this preponderance of the number seven everywhere? <laughs> yeah, beautiful question, beautiful question. And that falls right into what I was about to say. Seven is the number of the sound of the universe, the light, the mundane and divine light, because there's two lights, there's luce and there's lux. Lux is divi divine, lux divina, and luce is luce mundana, mundane. And the, the divine light is still, it's stillness. All potentialities are in that divine looks. That's God. That's what we call the creator. That's who we really are in reality when we decide to go into the stillness, to find ourselves there, in there. And in the stillness and in that undivided light, the unity light, not the, the, the duality light of electromagnetism, which is in seven colors. That is, the, that is Lucifer, the deceiver, 
because it yeah it lights the path it's great during the day when the sun comes up because you don't bump into things it's it's handy in that respect to to the senses to the five senses it's very handy but it's deceitful because it shows us reality how it is not reality is not physical and, and so it's it's deceptive but that still light that still magnetic undivided light which is all potentiality we call it omniscience we call it omnipotence and we call it omnipresent omnipresence and immortality and that light always is notice the word is is also twice in the word isis and it is isis it is the mother um, and from that is born the only begotten Son. There's only one thing that comes from that light which produces all the effects and motion that you see in this universe, all physical things, apparent physical things. And that, and that is that child of that still light which is called electricity, L. In theology it's called L, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel, Jesus, has a partner, Mag, Magdalene, magnetism. Um, but predominantly in theology, these two characters that go around creating everything, electromagnetism, uh, are called Ra and um, the radiation, the principle of radiation and gravity. Gravity and electricity produce objects or make them appear at least, and radiation is what thwarts the work that electricity does in the universe. And that's how motion, which is what we think is reality, that's what it is. And, and, those, and, and those two, um, the source and the force, which comes from the source, those are the, two, the only two gods that exist. The creator god, the Ein Sof, the still one who has no name and cannot be named and the child of that one electricity which is the only force that the creator uses to produce all forms and motion that we call jesus sabasius bacchus krishna viracosha quetzalcoatl etc etc that's the named one and that is the illusion that is the oppressive one because he is dualistic or she and he always with his good, as he extends his good hand out and gives you bread, in the other hand he will give you a scorpion, because it's good and evil. Let me ask it's, you, for, forgive me for jumping in, but as you, like you, I didn't write anything. But as you talk, I, I, I'm thinking of things. For example, you mentioned uh, Isis. And I think, is Horus? Jesus is Isis Mary is Osiris God is Amun as in Amun Ra a man and is Apophis the devil am I going somewhere with this absolutely you have just named the demiurge that's what you've just named all named gods are the second god electricity who is also because L is supposed to be good and magnetism is supposed to be evil in philosophy. There, there's where the confusion lies. Jesus is both good and evil. You are both good and evil on this plane. I am both good and evil. 
Everything is. Look at electricity. What a great servant. Wow, turn the lights on. Turn the fan on when you're hot. But stick your finger in that power point and whoops, you're dead. So everything, electricity is a great servant, but electricity doesn't go around saying, hey, look at me, look at me, I want attention. It just is. Therefore, that demiurge, that force in nature, which is dualistic, is both good and bad. That's Sabasius, that's Bacchus, that's Athophis, um, Thoth, it's all of them because they are named. When you name it, it's the demiurge. When it has no name and you refer to it as God or the Creator or the Great Spirit, leave it at that. No adjective, no noun is sufficient for that great causal one because it is impossible in our state right now in this chakra system that we have to understand anything about that cause, anything. We need to climb up and ascend into way higher octaves to be able to, to have a great rapport with this cause. And, and at least we should be meditating and getting to know that stillness and stop getting involved in all of this drama of, of thinking and emotion and sensation in this dualistic world below the chakra. And those three chakras have to do with uh, basically sex, survival and power really and you have a look around and you see your Hillary Clintons and your George Bushes that are um, really enjoying the force of those three chakras. They really are. They love power, you know. <laughs> you can tell, you can see them licking their lips when they, when they kill someone like a, you know, a Gaddafi or something like that. <laughs> but see, <laughs> they serve the good God. They're not, they're both, Hillary's good. And, and so is uh, George Bush. They're our brothers and sisters. They're good and they're evil. <laughs> it's just that, that, you know, they're a bit unbalanced at the moment and practicing more of the evil than the good. And so, and so it's, you, we see evil as just undeveloped good. But once they understand that they have been worshipping the illusion, the demiurge, and why would the demiurge be an illusion? Well, because it's like this, Mel. Let's... Uh, explain this these two gods with music when i grab my guitar the guitar is still before i uh, um, strum a chord or, or strike a note um, you don't hear any sound the strings are apparently motionless um, to our senses anyway uh, <clears throat> but all of a sudden i muster up some some inspiration and i strike a chord out of the silence is born some beautiful harmonic tones and they are warm. I've just strummed the E major chord on the guitar, the open E major chord, my favorite chord, right? <clears throat> and, um, and all of a sudden the room uh, lights up with the, the light of sound and we all hear that sound, our senses are warmed, our our heart is now palpitating because we are with our loved ones and we hear this song. And so I start strumming a beautiful flamenco tune and, um, and uh, <clears throat> it, takes, it takes two or three minutes to, to uh, express this beautiful inspiration that has just overcome me. And then all of a sudden the song must end because no song of any guitar you know, lasts forever. <laughs> it's like life. Yeah. 
It comes and it goes. And the Bible says the life of man is like the grass of the field that comes and grows and blossoms and then withers. And, um, and so it is of brief, du brief duration, but we love that song and we believe in that song and we are inspired and moved by that song. But that song, as beautiful as it was, must return to the silence whence it came. And it's just a song. It's just a universe, one song. And see, if we believe in that song so much that we think that it was real rather than the stillness, well, we will always be deluded by Maya and by the illusion. Here we are in this dance of Maya, in this sevenfold, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, plasma of creation, moving through it. Our consciousness is being molded and, and transformed as we go through all the ages, through the signs of the, of the heavens. We've just, we've just come out of Pisces. We are now in, in Aquarius, and, and this is all transforming our consciousness. And, and we, are, we are being uh, transported through the heavens in our solar system like a cocoon in this magnetic heliosphere in the beautiful geosphere protected by Mother Earth with all of her elements, her 91 or 92 active elements, which we will have to return to her when our bodies die at the age of 99 or whatever you want to live to. It's just a decision you've made. And then once you leave that body in the tomb that came from a womb, Plato, Plato used this play on words, Soma Sema tomb and womb. He said, it's just a, you just get baptized in earth. You know, you just, you get baptized in these, in these seven colors that are these chakras. And, and I didn't finish uh, before I was talking about these, these chakras in, if you go to your, um, <clears throat> to your, uh, um, what are those dictionaries? I forget the name of the, uh, the famous medical and, and, um, uh, dictionary. No, no, no. The uh, the um, biological. Nonetheless, if 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 you uh, um, check on the internet or whatever, just do some br uh, research. Uh, you will find that um, these chakras are called plexuses, and uh, these plexuses are like uh, brains. They are magnetic centers. The solar plexus, for instance, has twelve nerves just like your 12 cranial nerves. And uh, pay attention to the number 12 because <laughs> 7 and 12 are the sacred numbers. Well, in the Bible they are anyway, you know, that divine book of diviners. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then churchgoers jump up and down and, oh, astrology's from the devil. But there it is. It's in the Bible, 12 and 7. Isn't it funny that astrologers use 12 and 7 and so do... Uh, the churchgoers, but you'll find that these plexuses are simply just nerve centers, you see? So if you go to your medical uh, dictionaries, um, that's what you'll find, you know, you'll, you'll find the, uh, the true scientific and medical explanation for chakras. The reason I mention that is because every time I mention to a churchgoer the word chakra, they run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me stop you for a second because I'm listening to you and I'm remembering how I was indoctrinated 
uh, as were you at one point, as many of our listeners were at one point, and even, you know, unfortunately or fortunately to some people, some people, that's that's their destiny. Well, that's where they are. But I think of the, the, the song from The Who, uh, I Won't Be Fooled Again. Whenever I hear that song, I think of what it went through. And I think of... Uh, uh, my friend Dolores Cannon, you probably heard of Dolores Cannon, the, the regressionist, who she told oh, yes. me during the last time we spoke, she says, you know, Mel, I went to the Vatican a, a, about a year or two ago, and I met this uh, tour guide. He was not the, the traditional tour guide. He really knew, you know, the areas inside the Vatican that not a lot of the, the standard tour guides would go to. And he took her to certain places where there were so many Egyptian artifacts that she had to ask, wait a second, what does this have to do with Christianity? And he said, oh, you don't get it? Basically, all this was changed to Christianity so that the Bible was more more digestible, the more palatable to the people. They know it at the Vatican, but they're not ready to tell the people. And I think of... Uh, you know what we were talking about, about, you know, Osiris and Isis and all that during the age of Ares. You know, we think of King Tut, King Tut and, you know, the, 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 he symbolized the ram, uh, Ares. Then all of a sudden we landed in the age of Pisces. And what is the fish? Well, we think of Jesus. Now we're in the age of Aquarius. What is going to take over Christianity if the past is a a a a a, uh, a sign of the future exactly and <clears throat> wasn't it uh the jesus character that said when you see the sign of the son of man in the heavens know that the kingdom of heavens is near well if if that isn't you know loaded with astrology the sign the son of man there's only one son of man uh, there's only one man in the zodiac, you know, uh, <laughs> and that's Aquarius is the son of man, you see. And when you see that sign in the heavens, what is what it's talking about? The Bible is all about procession, the cycles of nature, the the archetypes in nature. They are always twelve. Um, the chief characters are always the seven: the sun, Saturn, Jupiter, all those planets. The seven wanderers it's always the same characters i've exposed this um but the bible is 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 talking about these very very characters and um as you said the vatican is showing this but people are not ready for it because they've been indoctrinated in the literal rendering of the bible which is the least the seventh there's according to guys like manly p hall and uh lots of occult scientists all scripture is encoded in seven levels and the bottom level is the literal you see <laughs> there are other levels there's there's biochemistry like i've been i've been talking about you see i've been talking about the biochemical stuff that's in the bible the character that's in the Bible is the Christ within. And as, as, as I said, that oil is called Christ. It's called chrism, Christos in Greek. And we have to ascend that Christ. The Apostle Paul spoke about that in Colossians 1, 123. He said, the, the, the past generations have not known this sacred secret of the Christ that dwells within. 
And it's all about light, uh, Mel. It's all about the science of light. God is light. And, and they're in denial of it because they've accepted the fictional version which was uh, instituted by the Flavian dynasty in Rome. It's, it's a Roman concept to, to bring Christ uh, down to a vicarious redeemer. Um, even though there may have been prophets, uh, there may have been a, a great prophet, Yeshua ben Hamashir or ben Pandira or even Jesus the priest that Josephus speaks about, that's fine. All, all ascended uh, uh, beings acknowledge that there was that, that great saviour or, or, you know, Buddha and Osiris. These were saviours and, and they are none other than we ourselves. <laughs> Who they are is aspects. They are our, our um, you know, brother archetypes. It's, it's we. we it's, it's us saving this consciousness from the animal world of killing each other, you know. That's who it is. That's who Jesus was. He turns up as 2,000 years ago as an aspect of us, as a saviour. We call those great ascended beings saviours. Um, but Rome was the one that made this particular dude, <laughs> respect to him, um, but Rome was the one that made him the only one and then started excluding their own, their very own other gods like Bacchus and Dionysus and Sabasius. That was the great folly of Rome in, 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 you know, in saying all other names are now invalid and only one name is valid. That's, that was the crime of the universe it's that was the council of nicaea yeah okay well it was yeah uh, 300 years before that the seeds of the council of nicaea were uh, planted um and without saying more about that because i don't want to i've done this on many many just uh you, one only needs to check out guys like joseph joseph at will um uh, and lots of other writers, uh, for instance, there's an Italian Francesco Carrotta who wrote Jesus was Caesar. Um, I could name a whole bunch more, but, uh, you know, we don't have the time. <laughs> but uh, another thing I just want to say was the book that I was uh, trying to refer to before is Gray's Anatomy or Sante's Anatomy. Uh, for all the churchgoers who are scared of the word uh, chakra, if there are any listening, they've probably already turned off by now, but I hope they are still listening. Um, if you're scared of the word chak ra, ra is just uh, the name of light, by the way. The Greeks, uh, the uh, Egyptians called ra light, the sun, you know, aspects of nature. Chak ra. If you, if you don't like that word, go to Gray's Anatomy or uh, Sante's and uh, see what they, those seven plexuses really are because you have them in your body um, and they are always spoken about in all of our nursery rhymes, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, etc. Um, uh, Solomon and uh, the Queen of Sheba. The Queen of Sheba is, is the uh, spinal cord with the seven, seven centers on it because remember uh, she has um, gifts from down south and Solomon of course is uh, the, um, the higher mind and so the Queen of Sheba comes from the from the southern kingdoms and brings many, many gifts. Those gifts are the oil that ascend the spinal cord. So 
that's only one story. There's many, many more stories. There's Jacob and the ladder where, where he lays his head on the stone of scone. The stone of scone is the sacrum uh, bone at the bottom where the coccyx is. And, and of course, he, he looks up and he sees the heaven, which is those beautiful 33 bones along the seven chakras. This is why Jesus dies at 33, gets crucified at the top of the uh, spinal cord, etc. I've done all this too, so this is not new, um, but, you know, it's important that we understand that uh, there are better and higher superior levels to this great wisdom and let us not, you know, <laughs> do as the churchgoers do, go around murdering each other and shedding blood because they don't have the same opinions. It's not That's about right. opinion. It's about knowing that we have one theology. Again, going back to the ego. But let me go back to the question that I asked you regarding the age of uh, Aries, which was the ram, and during the Egyptian times, that's, that's what they had. All of a sudden, uh, 20, uh, 2013 years ago, we had, uh, Christianity that, uh, you know, Jesus came and the sign of the fish, the, the age of Pisces. And some say that between 2012 and 2018 is a transition, uh, to the age of Aquarius. What figure or figurehead are we expecting? We had, uh, Horus. We had Jesus. Who do you expect now? Ah, <clears throat> yeah, good question, yes. Um, Uranus, the heavens. Uranos in Greek is heavens. Uh, we've been under the dominion of Jupiter, Zeus, the tyrant. We actually called that one, it's funny, uh, Zeus is none other than Jupiter Zeus. Zeus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a compromise of the Greek and the, and the Roman, you see. They had to please everybody in the Greco-Roman Empire. A younger version of Zeus, if you look at him. Well, exactly. Just have a look at the images. You will see that that is Jupiter or Saturn. It's Baal or El. It's, you know, it's always the same character. It never changes. It never changes. But, but what we are doing now in, in, Uran in um, Aquarius is we are going to Uranus, the daddy of Saturn, who is also the co-ruler in Aquarius. So this is what happens. <clears throat> in theology, Jesus says, when I come into my father's kingdom, I will sit at his right hand and we shall rule for it. And uh, I shall rule for a thousand years and there will be peace. Well, <clears throat> because there are two rulers of Aquarius and, and um, you know, Uranus rules, uh, Saturn is really the child of Uranus. You see, he castrated Uranus and then Jupiter castrates his daddy Saturn. But in this instance, in this instance, it's like uh, uh, G um, Jesus says, when I come back into my father's kingdom and, and rule in his, at his right hand for a thousand years, what it's saying is that Uranus and Saturn will, will uh, administer and reign over a period of peace in, in the sign of Aquarius as they rule together. Because it's, they're all, it's all a lineage of um, father and son and grandfather, you know, Uranus, Saturn, and um, Jupiter, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and it's not the only one. There's another, there's, an, there's many. Um, there's also Neptune, and Neptune is the Father, and Uranus, the Son, and Saturn is the Holy Spirit in another... Um, the Trinity. Yeah, it's always that. Or Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars. And, and let me explain that. That, that needs explaining. Uh, Saturn is the top chakra. 
the indigo. Jupiter is the, the, the second one from the top. The uh, third eye chakra, that is, um, that's Jupiter, the sun, and Mars is the blue chakra. And that's why the sun is the in the middle. In the middle is, is, is where, where we dissected the human being, where the green chakra is. Uh, that's the sun. And, and you see, as we go into the age of Aquarius, you asked a good question because opposite Aquari uh, Aquarius is Leo, and Leo is the, the sun, the heart chakra. So, so you can see what's going on on the other side. On the other side of this Pisces, Pisces um, uh, Aquarius act, um, uh, part of the zodiac, opposite was Virgo Leo. Now, Virgo is the belly. We're concerned with power and greed. So what's happening is on the other side of this Aquarius age is Leo. So we're getting, we are actually going from the solar plexus into the heart chakra. We're coming out of hell and we are coming to the Midgard because Leo is now ruling together with Aquarius. You cannot exclude the autumnal equinox. You can't just say we're in the age of Aquarius. We do that to, to keep simple. Really, we are, we are in the axis of Aquarius Leo, the Leo-Aquarius axis ruled by the Sun and Saturn. So, so this is what it means that Christ will return because both Saturn and Uranus, who are the Christs, and on the other side Leo ruled by the Sun, have returned because we are now in Aquarius and Leo. And that Jesus, the Son that has returned, if you go back to the model that we had at the start where <clears throat> we're standing on that plane in the Midgard and it's actually the Son, we can see why Jesus is the Saviour because <clears throat> below the Son are the three chakras that are hell, that constitute the condition of hell. And you look at their colors, yellow, orange, red, it tells you that they are low vibrating, so they're connected with fear. Mm. Um, yeah. And so when we go out of Virgo, which happened last month, two months ago in, on the December the 21st, uh, 2012, um, we've been popped up into the heart chakra as a race by force, by nature, by the volition of the solar system, by its placement. In, in the processional cycle. It's now in Aquarius. It can't but do this. It can't but put us into the heart chakra. We're there. We've arrived. We've been saved by the Christ, by the sun. Because the three rulers of the chakras below are <clears throat> Venus. Um, Venus rules in Libra, which is the solar plexus. That's Venus. She, these are the sub, these are the subsolar, um, three, they are feminine, Venus, Mercury and the Moon, but above the heart chakra um, are the, the male principles of positive light, which is Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. And see, those are the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, below the heart are Venus and Mercury and the Moon. Now, the Moon is connected connected to Circe or Kirke, who um, deceives you, and to the word church. So those are the people who are still in church, in, in the realm of the Moon, the Red Chakra. That's church. That's where church is. It's down there in Sodom, uh, where sodomy happens. 
but sodomy not of it's not necessarily physical i'm talking about spiritual sodomy they kill you down there churches are there to kill your spirituality and and keep you in the moon in the church in the red and so and then the next level is when they get um when they jump up a level into a, a higher state of consciousness they go into mercury's mercury's tricky uh, evil-sided uh, nature. See, Mercury's also, every one of these planets have negative and positive polarities, but but Mercury's negative is that he is a trickster. And so they are still deceived. So they're deceived by the moon, like Ulysses' men that get turned into swine. You see, the moon is the first heaven. She's the lowest heaven. Saturn is up top. He's the highest heaven. People who are still in church or in on the island of... Um, of um, uh, where where Kirke does her magic um, down there in that chakra, they can only escape. When they escape, they get tricked by Hermes, and they also get tricked by the next chakra, which is Venus, and which is lust. Uh, th so they're still participating in lust. You see, this is why the philosopher says you must refrain from the lower passions. In fact, let me read to you what one of the greatest astrologers of antiquity, Firmicus uh, Maternity, a 4th century uh, AD uh, astrologer said, and you will see exactly the strict regime of an astrologer. Um, would you like me to do that? Just sure. a couple of minutes. Yeah. Sure. And then we took a break. <laughs> yep. And this is what he says in um, <clears throat> uh, book 3. 30, life and training of an astrologer. Now you, whoever you are, who try to read these books since you have received the whole knowledge of this divine science, I'll just stress that, and are now endowed with the secrets of the stars and have learned the first principles of the art, shape yourselves, just shape yourself in the image and likeness of divinity so that you may always be a model of excellence. He who daily speaks about the gods or with the gods must shape his mind to approach the likeness of divinity. Therefore study and pursue all the distinguishing marks of virtue and when you have trained yourself in these, be easy of access so that if anyone wishes to consult you about anything, he may approach you without fear. Be modest be upright, sober, eat little, be content with few goods, so that the shameful love of money may not defile the glory of this divine science. You can see now why, Mel, that um, they don't, uh, you know, the churches are always telling you that astrology is from the devil, you know, and in fact the Bible does not um, condemn it anywhere in it. It condemns divine errs. It actually condemns diviners <laughs> See, wow. it, it, this is the part that i don't understand and i think once again all goes back to ego and protecting their turf their business model if you will you have the mayans and you have the egyptians who used astronomy and astrology to build their magnificent monuments so how is that evil yeah yeah exactly um this is They've done this uh, by the, the slight, the tricks that they spell on people. They must, otherwise they cannot have their division, as you said. You know, the churches, rather than um, 
accepting the seven great churches that have come down through history through the seven chakras, um, you know, the Christian teaching, which is pure science, the Jewish, which is pure science, the Hindu, the seven great churches that Manly P. Hall speaks about, rather than saying, oh, I'm a Muslim and I hate Christians, no, 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 no. This is how it works, Mel. This is how it used to work when we once understood the true theology on this planet. On Wednesday, you go to uh, um, you go to the Buddhist church. That's Buddha's Hermes. When Woden is Hermes, so on Wednesday you are a Buddhist. On um, Thursday you become you're Hindu. You go to a Hindu temple. Friday is Muslim. Saturday is Jewish. Sunday is your Christian. Monday is the moon. M uh, Mars is. Uh, uh, well, I think it's 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 uh, philosophers, or or the moon is is philosophers. But nonetheless, you've got seven great churches. You'll know them when you think about them. You've, I mean, and these are the churches that we are supposed to be practicing because we're supposed to be Muslim, Islamic, and Christian. Uh, because we're we're it's it, these are expressions of our spiritual side. Um, that's all they are. They're not uh, clubs that you join, monotheistic, patriarchal, hierarchical clubs where you can become a pope one day or a bishop. Uh, no girls, of course. Woo, we don't want them. Woohoo! Just boys up here in this big club here, cardinals and all us boys. Boy, boy, boy. You know? <laughs> yeah, where are the women? Yeah, well, because they're all stuck in the left brain. They don't want uh, right brain, um, you know, uh, higher minded types to interfere with their uh, control system, you know, their pyramid uh, structure. It, it'll ruin it. And we have to take our one and only intermission. But when we come back, now that we're talking about all of this, I want to tell the audience that I want to ask you some questions that I know. I know as a child, I was always afraid to ask because I knew the repercussions if I ever ask. But for example, you know, we had the Greeks that came up with Zeus. The Egyptians came up with Horus. The Roman Empire, could they have come up with Jesus? And was probably Julius Caesar, the emperor. Julius Caesar, J.C., was he Jesus Christ? And also, I want to discuss the King James Bible. We think of the English translation that occurred from 1604 to 1611. How much of that translation is accurate? All of this when we come back with Santos Bonacci. Santos, how do people become more exposed to your work? I would go to my uh, website, universaltruthschool.com, and equally so, uh, you'll be linked from there to my YouTube handle because then you can just you know, download free presentations and learn all this science. It's, it's pure science. I don't deviate from science. That's the thing I want to stress. And that uh, site is called Mr. Astrotheology. One word. And also when we come back, I want to ask you something that fascinates me a lot lately and I've been studying it a lot. The Fibonacci sequence which rhymes with Bonacci. When we come back, I'm here with Santos Bonacci, and this is Mel Fabregas. You're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you very much for listening to the first segment of this interview. We will continue with segment two with our special guest in the Veritas member section. Just go to our website, veritasradio.com, and click on the subscribe link to listen to the rest. We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and we'll be right back with segment two 
in the member section. Enjoy.
This is Dr. Richard Allen Miller, and you're listening to Veritas Radio. <laughs> 